Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how you doing tonight? I have a massive headache. Oh, dude. You know what? I'm actually kind of right there with you. It's been a, it's been a bit of the day. Like, this was one of those mornings that I kind of woke up with a headache, and my kids were kind of determined to turn it into a full-blown migraine, which made for me sitting in my office uh, attempting to edit audio with a migraine, <laughs> but all the lights were off, so that was there. You know, you do what you can, but you, man, you got to look at screens all day. You, you, you going to be up for oh, this episode? You going to make it? Well, I think I can. <laughs> And therefore, you are. And what a wonderful transition, Bell. Man, we've got a great episode to talk about. First, a little bit of housekeeping. I think last week we mentioned, of course, that we've been dealing with a hack that has impacted uh, some of the the Flash TV Talk website, the DC TV Talk, all that kind of stuff. It's still crazy. I'm still working on it, but uh, hopefully it will be resolved sooner rather than later. That being said, obviously this great content is here, but unfortunately it has impacted a show uh, that Bell and I do called Panel to Screen, which is a program, a, uh, a podcast in which we review the comic book movies that you know and love. And we have been doing that for quite some time. What I'm doing right now is I'm kind of backing up all that old content and trying to get that feed rebuilt uh, so that we can get you uh, the Infinity War review that we know that you're looking for, those of you who follow Panel to Screen. And uh, you know what, Bell, we, we may end up, uh, if, if it gets too much later in the week, then we may end up just having to uh, record and release on Flash TV Talk. So if you do end up seeing a, uh, a Panel to Screen episode on this podcast feed, it's a temporary necessity to make sure we get that episode out, but you know, I I, I know it feels weird putting a Marvel podcast on a on a DC uh, <laughs> a DC on feed, the DC but... TV Talk Network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it'd be a little be a little weird, but we we got to do what we got to do sometimes. So anyway, if you do see that and it seems out of place, that's because it is. But we just want to make sure that we're getting that content out there for those that enjoy it. So look for that later on in the week, at least temporarily. Also, speaking of DC TV, man, we got some breaking news that's going on with this new DC uh, TV streaming service. Uh, have you seen much about this? Oh, no, I hadn't heard anything about that. Man, new details just came out, and we're actually going to have a full discussion on that next week. So looking forward to talking to you more about that, making sure you know everything that you need to know about this new DC TV service. But Bell, that's going to get all the uh, housekeeping and kind of teeing up everything that's coming down the pipeline. Let's go ahead and jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 20 of Season 4, Therefore, She Is. Directed by Rob J. Greenlee and story by Sterling Gates and Thomas Pound. Bell, what happened this episode? DeVoe finalizes his plan to create the Enlightenment machine while Barry and Team Flash team up with Gypsy to try and thwart said plan. DeVoe uses Janet Petty's gravity powers to try and choke Gypsy, but Marlies convinces him not to kill her. Meanwhile, Cisco and Gypsy have a heart-to-heart talk about their relationship, and Marlies has a change of heart and leaves the thinker. Finally, Cecile meets the mysterious girl who is revealed to possess the Speed Force. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so I kind of almost feel like we we really should start each episode. Maybe maybe don't do the My Name is Barry Allen and, you know, the previously on the Flash with all the clips. Like, let, let's forego that for a little while and maybe start every single episode with a rundown of this guy's the thinker. These are all the powers that he has. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to keep up, right? 
You know, it was funny when I was watching this episode, I was sitting there uh, every time he used a power, I was counting like the num- different number of powers that he was using just to see if, if he's eventually because uh, my idea was, is that like he's he got all 12 of these metas. He gave him all these powers because he's going to need each one to, to mm. gather a piece or accomplish a goal. And so when he went into the room, like, you know, he, he gets in there, he uses the Kilgore eye thing, the uh, uh, plastic man or uh, elongated man key thing bob he mind or not mind controls but like uh uh wait interesting hang on you just said something that i, I was kind of confused about you say he used the kilgore mind thing I, I thought that it was him molding his eye using ralph's powers no he used to use kilgore you saw his pupil change but see i thought that that was <laughs> okay this that that clears it up for me because i was actually wondering why would he even need to do that if he's got the you know techno uh, what do you call it? Uh, te- technopathy or something of that nature where you're able to talk to machines. Like yeah. why would he have to even morph his eye if he was able to, you know, just, just kind of command it from that standpoint. So that's interesting. I, I saw the changing of the pupil to actually mean that he was morphing his face uh, a la Ralph Dibney. No, because you know, with Kilgore, he has the square uh, 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 pupil. Right. And so it was a square pupil, which kind of indicates that it's interesting. Okay. All right. Keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, but you know, I, I was looking to see you know if you if this was going to be where you, where you, we were going to see him use each and every one of the powers that he had uh, that he had uh, grabbed in order to get this final piece of the machine. Um, or I guess this wasn't the final piece. The the supercomputers were the final piece. But either way, I, I was kind of thinking that's what they were going to do, and so we would finally understand why he has all of those powers. But. Uh, I, I I don't think he used all of them. Uh, I I didn't see the 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 probability. I didn't see like any kind of like unlucky actions happen. Right. Well, I mean, um, to some extent, like you know, there's a lot of about these powers that are kind of background powers. I mean, yeah. is that fair to say? Almost like um, you know, the the luck power is you know we've seen it used in an aggressive fashion, and that is when it's probably the coolest and most powerful. But it's also kind of a uh, what do you call it? A passive ability, right? It's kind of like he got a he got a buff to his luck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, he did use a lot of the powers tonight, but he didn't use all of them. I don't think, uh, but, but yeah, that that was, that was pretty neat to see that, uh, to see him kind of cycle through his skill set there. So it's been interesting, man. We've, we've seen throughout the course of this season, this relationship between the thinker and the mechanic, uh, and it has been at times really kind of sweet and lovely and you know starting out it, it seemed that they were very much kind of on the same page obviously as he began to change and and after his body was kind of consumed and, and he had to kind of start doing the body jumping thing he became more manipulated and, and more uh, corrupted and, and in fact started manipulating the mechanic as well as corrupting her through mind control and so we get a chance this episode to actually take a step back and to see the origins of their relationship and man, up until it took a very dark turn, I was like, oh man, I'm rooting for these kids all over again. Like it was kind of sweet, right? No, dude. I think that flashback was kind of there to show you that it's not him really that's changed. He's always been a manipulative kind of like somewhat abusive person. Well, I mean, like he was crazy, right? Like, so it was before, but when he did his whole deal, when you found out like he had this whole manifesto, that's when it was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he, he he's crazy. But the, I thought their whole exchange beforehand while they were sitting on stage and then they're, they're going out, they're having the nice, you know, sweet picnic and everything. It seemed very, you know, charmingly romantic. 
I mean, that, yeah, those two scenes are kind of sweet. But then, like, there was the manifesto thing and the whole, like, you know, what is my life without you sort of, like, possessive kind of. Yeah, you could definitely see the, the groundwork was there from the beginning. That's a good point, Bell. Um, you know, they, they obviously we're, we're not just introduced to the fact they're falling in love, but we're also introduced to something that seems very core to each one of their uh, beliefs. And that is, of course, that the mechanic believes that through technology and through uh, advancements, uh, hum, you know, humanity is improving and bettering itself. Whereas the thinker thinks that because we've relied so heavily on machinery, uh, that we have dumbed ourselves down, allowing the machines to think for us. And so it's, it's you know, it is apropos that the mechanic and the thinker would take these two very specific, uh, somewhat tropey, maybe even basic uh, uh, looks at society, but really make them their own. You know what I mean? From a supervillain standpoint, if, if you've got somebody like, for example, the Riddler that makes his entire life about riddles or the Joker who is all about the jokes, you know what I mean? Like it makes sense that the thinker would be all about the mind and Thinking. trying to keep things from <laughs> corrupting it. And the mechanic would be all about machines and ensuring that uh, she has access and mankind has access. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the, the, the true origin story of the thinker and the mechanic? uh yeah you know it was it was kind of neat like uh you know you can see you, you can see where he comes from with that viewpoint and you can see where she comes from with her viewpoint and it, it takes an act of extreme violence for her to finally like solidify the idea that he might be right but i mean like you know that, that that's the thing though it's that's the thing that makes a compelling villain right is like you you understand their motivations even if you don't agree with them yeah oh yeah exactly like that's you know, I mean, not to not to draw a Marvel comparison, but I mean, like, you know, that Thanos, Killmonger, they both made some good points. Doesn't mean yeah. they were right in their actions or or you know, came to the right conclusion. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they're compelling villains because at the end of the day, they, they've got some good points that kind of led to some really terrible things. Uh, here, the thinker is very much the same way. And, and honestly, I don't necessarily see the mechanic going at least up until she kind of had this traumatic experience, you know, she's not on a villainous path, not in the same way that he is. And even now at the end of the episode, um, you know, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but you know, we see her in her throne, right? She's in the hover chair that she herself built. She's surrounded by the technology that she herself has advanced. She is kind of declaring her power and recognizing that she is, you know, that the thinker has been nothing without her because she, of course, has been providing the machinery that has kept him alive and allowed him to do everything he's doing. Uh, we'll get to the, um, you know, uh, unique, uh, almost um, contradictory nature of, of the way that thinker is conducting his business here in just a second. But, you know, she is surrounded by the technology that she herself has advanced. It is her power. And she is now finally liberated from his control. But bell is, you know, she thinks therefore she is, but is she a villain or is she a hero or what exactly is she? Well, so, you know, like, like again, like we said, you know, it's, it's uh, compelling villains, you know, believe that they are the hero in their own story. Right. And so back when it was, we're going to uh, enlighten people by freeing them from the, the, uh, the slaver that is technology. Hmm. Uh, we're going to, you know, free them from their, the bonds and shackles of technology and, and just let them be free by dumbing them down. Essentially. That was, uh, that was the original idea. And she's like, okay, cool. I can get behind that. But thinkers plan has kind of morphed into that. He wants to rule. Everyone is what it seems. And she's not on board with that. She's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, 
I get the whole technology thing. It's bad. So we're going to dumb people down so they don't have a desire for it anymore. That's cool. I can get with that. But I don't think we should subjugate everybody. And I don't think it's like, oh, we should subjugate everybody. And so she's like, uh, nah, I'm not on that. So I would say that she considers herself a hero for you know, uh, the, the idea of the enlightenment, but like now it's gone too far and it's crossed that line even for her as, you know, what we see as a villain, uh, that's villainous for her. Uh, and so she's like, nah, uh, that ain't me. And, uh, so yeah, so she, she's splitting now. And, and, uh, I, I did find it really neat that, uh, like you were saying, all the machines and things that she created were the only reason why I think her could do any of that stuff to begin with. And, uh, now she's kind of like showing her hand and flexing, you know, a little bit and being like, Hey, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, this is, this is where it's at. This is, this is, you know, you wouldn't be here without me and I'm tired of being unappreciated. So see ya. <laughs> I know, man. And you really, you saw over the last couple of episodes, them going on that route, you know, she's trying to salvage this relationship. And then finally it just, you know, it, it dawned on our last episode that he is dead, that the, the, the love is gone uh, to quote a, uh, a song that was ripped uh, tragically from a Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah. The love is, the love is gone. Uh, man, you know, their, their whole, both their arcs actually kind of reminded me of two other stories that I kind of wonder if there perhaps is some inspiration for. Uh, one is the mechanics, specifically kind of her recognizing her power over him and the fact that he has dependent so heavily on her and on everything that she's done reminded me actually of an episode of Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, but the, uh, the Teen Titans that uh, predated it when the character of Cyborg was in a battle with this like giant robot. I can't even remember the robot's name, but I remember specifically the robot was like this mean, he was this bully and he was always messing with his engineer. Like the engineer would come and repair him every, you know, every single time he was in a battle. And, you know, the engineer was just kind of this dude that was, you know, kind of sniveling and kind of put down upon by the robot and everything else. And Cyborg had to convince him and say like, look, without you, he's nothing. Like you are the one that's building him. You are the one that's keeping him alive. You're the one that's enhancing him. Like literally you are his power and without you, he is powerless. Uh, And so it kind of, you know, I I saw kind of some similarities there. The other thing is with the thinker, now that we actually get kind of a, a, a better understanding of what the enlightenment is, it actually reminds me like textbook leader from uh, the Hulk comic. Are you, uh, are you familiar with the character of the leader? Uh, Just a little bit. Uh, He was one of the ones who had the group with like Modoc and a bunch of other the <laughs> Illuminati or something like that. Or, no, no Illuminati was the, no, good- he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't a member of the Illuminati. Uh, and it's the cabal was the, actually the, the evil version of the Illuminati. Uh, no, no, no. So the have. leader, he, he was, his, his master plan was that he wanted to, uh, you know, gamma radiate basically the planet, turning everyone into dumb Hulk versions so that his, you know, mental superiority would be kind of reigning supreme. He would be able to, uh, to conquer the Neanderthals of, of humanity. And so there is kind of a, a different motivation behind why we see the thinker doing everything that he has done, but he is certainly now on that path where he wants to kind of propel himself as the smartest man on earth. He already is, but now he wants to conquer kind of a, a more uh, simple minded uh, community of, you know, earthlings as his underlings. Um, Interesting. By the way, I should actually make mention of the fact that last episode I called the enlightenment something else. I called it like the ascension, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to call that out, but then I just, no, I'll let him have it. No, it's fine. No, <laughs> feel free to call me out whenever I do that wrong. It, I think it's actually because um, I want to say the ascensions from like Smallville season nine, <laughs> but it was another one of those kind of like evil villain, you know, plans in the background where, you know, they just kind of 
refer to it by this kind of grandiose name and you don't find out what it is until the last couple of episodes. And here we are with the enlightenment. Now, of course, man, the thinker is somewhat in a, uh, uh, you know, an, an, an odd position to be all anti-technology and yet relying so heavily on this machinery. He's basically going and constructing these giant devices to seek his accomplishments. I mean, does he not see kind of the, um, you know, it is kind of ironic, right? Like that he would be so anti-technology and yet depend so heavily on technology to accomplish his goals. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of strange, right? <laughs> you figure he could think of a better way to do it. Oh. <laughs> well, so Team Flash has got their thinking caps on, man. They're they're trying to figure out how best they can uh, bring back Killer Frost, and in the process, they determine that they need uh, some assistance and or uh, and you know as as vibe is tapped by Harry to test out his abilities. It doesn't get very far. Uh, and of course that only lasts for a few minutes as they determine they really need to get behind where the thinker is. So vibe is asked to step up his a game, locate what's going on uh, with the thinker. He determines he needs some additional power if he's going to do it. And they call in gypsy. All right, man, vibe gypsy back together again. Uh, kind of. Well, so the theme really is this episode. The love is gone, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it's right? all about breakups, man. Yeah, it seems like that's uh, you know I, I was wondering what they were gonna do, and like you know we, we we've seen Breacher, we hadn't seen a lot of Gypsy. What are they gonna do with this whole uh, uh, job opportunity thing? Is that a way they're gonna like just you know silently get rid of Cisco? And I was like, nah, there's no way that's gonna happen. And no, they, this was just a, a way to to get rid of Gypsy, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, not not truly, right? Because she's always she she's always around you know, as long as she's alive, which for a brief moment here, man, I really did think they were about to, to offer, which would not have been cool. So, you know, they, they, um, you know, th they've got issues. We actually originally see what appears to be a breakup box. That really should have been our first clue from the get go when it comes through the, uh, the vibe, the portal. So Cisco, he, he loves her. He, he wants her to move to earth one. He's not willing to leave his team to move to earth 19. And I'm, okay with that well, i love gypsy but i i i don't want to lose cisco yeah but he said he didn't want her to have to move but he wants her to be with him and he wants to be with her but he doesn't want to leave team flash and she doesn't want to leave being a breacher or being a, a bounty hunter yeah so it's like a full-on like this this ain't gonna work yeah 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 it's just it's just not and so they both realize this right like that's why they're they're actually on the same page even though they're not on the same page and that's kind of what puts them both on and off that same page yeah because you know for for gypsy that's fine doing what they're doing right now but you know cisco wants more and she doesn't so i don't know i get the sense that, that it's not that she doesn't want more but i think she just doesn't want to disrupt her life and she doesn't want to yeah, change like said, yeah vibe, vibe doesn't want that what doesn't want that either but they do get a nice team up here really cool effect actually seeing them uh using their vibe powers together um Barry, you know, he wants to be very helpful. We always see him kind of meddling in other people's businesses. So he's kind of going back and forth, you know, flashing in, <laughs> flashing out, uh, pulling them to the coffee shop from the coffee shop back to the Star Labs and all over the place. I, I, I really, man, I could have put money down and I would have lost it. I thought that he was going to drag them to, to, to counseling. I thought there was going to be a counseling joke in there for sure. Cause like, you know, that's all that I was thinking. I, I didn't think he was going to take him there, but I thought he was going to like, you know, pull one of the lines that the counselor had used earlier. They're going to talk about it. We're like, I was like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I've been to a lot of therapy sessions. I know how to like, you know, make people, <laughs> <laughs> make people with relationships work. Uh, but there wasn't, I was kind of sad. I thought there was totally going to be a, uh, 
some kind of reference to the therapist there. That would have been, I feel like they need to sometime this season have kind of like this final, you know, the therapist popping up at the last minute. You know what I mean? Like whether it's for the mechanic and the thinker or, or for gypsy and, oh, uh, and vibe, you know, I got what do you think it. it is. All right. Thinker is going to take the therapist's body and he's going to like <laughs> absorb her therapy skills and realize that he is really wrong and then just like turn himself in. Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Actually, I just realized if uh, it maybe oh, Bell, what if the thinker, I know not the thinker. What if the reverse flash is actually in the body of the, of the therapist? We freaking called it on the brogues like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Harrison wheels. <laughs> that would be, that would be hilarious, but no, I, I don't think that's what's going on. Uh, Barry and Iris have kind of a, a difference of opinion on how best to uh, support vibe and gypsy iris rightfully says you know hey you take a step back we see barry be like ah, i just want to help and you know ultimately uh they they you know i, I love those two man they, they make a good team they make a good couple and speaking of a good team when vibe gypsy and barry go into the field we actually see iris i don't want to say taking a step back but we actually see her back in kind of that team leader position she's she's kind of like you know uh calling the shots from the screen being the you know the quote-unquote guy in the chair the cyber sidekick whatever you want to call it and um you know on the one hand cool you know obviously she's really good at that but on the other hand i thought that we kind of had this arc where she was about to get back into journalism and this almost kind of seems to regress her character a little bit by taking her back more into kind of the the active team leader role on team flash or is the idea that she's going to do both yeah, I don't quite know where they're going with this now because you're right. They they give these indications that this is where they're going to take her, and then they do other stuff that that stops. Now, like th- yep. this was this was one thing though. Uh, when she came in, uh, this is where I thought they're going to kind of segue and kind of like drive the point home one way or the other as to what her role is. Uh, mm. When she comes in and she's they, they're trying to figure out what alloy seventeen seventy one was. And she comes in, she says it's solar panels. Like I thought there was going to be some kind of something mention of, of her investigative, you know, journalism skills or something like that as to how she came up with that and how she figured that out. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay. She must've, you know, done some research on the company, used her you know, like journalistic investigative skills to like find that. But no, they, they, they didn't do that at all. So uh, that was kind of weird for me, but uh yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Is she, is she going to be the guy in the chair? Or is she going to be the, you know, paper writer in the chair. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. She had a, uh, a moment at the end of this episode that I definitely want to kind of come back to, but the, the moment at the end of the episode really had to do, you know, the setup was early on. In fact, as uh, Harry admits to the team at the beginning of the show that uh, yes, in fact, he is uh, having some mental issues. His thinking cap blew up in his face or more accurately on his head. And uh, as a result, he's losing his uh, intellect. Now, the team gets behind him and saying, you know, yes, everything Cisco said is correct. Of course, we want you on the team. We want to be here for you. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to try to reverse what is going on. Now, Bell, this is kind of interesting. I never would have guessed that this would have also been kind of a tip of the cap, if you will, to what the thinker's grand plan is that he wants to, you know, do to the rest of the population what's going on with Harry. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. It, it's because, uh, you know, thinker knew that was going to ruin him. Uh, the, the, his, his hubris was going to make him try to put dark matter in the cap and it was going to blow his brain out. And that seems to be exactly what thinker wants is to, uh, you know, reduce everyone's intelligence. Now, I don't know how far down he's going to go or if it's going to be one of these like, you know, 
we're back where you know like primitive sort of what you would see like caveman kind of mm. you know stuff on tv yeah. but uh i so i don't know i don't know i don't know how far back and, and how dumb he's going to make people or if it's just going to remove that you know urge to create and urge to uh strive forward with technology out it's yeah because I, I don't i don't see well, i don't see how you just like yeah, you know remove that right and it could it could be that like you know it it simplifies everyone but for the more intellectual it kind of scrambles their brain keeping them from being able to do anything you know, too innovative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we'll learn more as, as things go along, but of course, you know, uh, Joe actually taps Harry and asks him if he will, uh, help <laughs> by, uh, distracting Cecile for the day as they plan <laughs> a secret party. Uh, you know, Harry, uh, begrudgingly to some extent goes along with it. You know, we, we've actually seen him and Cecile, uh, have a little bit of a bond this, uh, this season, which is interesting, right? Cause we saw HR last season, uh, with Cecile also having something of a bond. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I guess this is just true, right? Like every single version of Wells, even fake Wells uh, slash Eobard has had some sort of like emotional dynamic with the team. Do you think by the time that we get the fourth Harrison Wells on the show that it's going to be weird? Maybe. Or, or maybe it's just the fact that these are doppelgangers is why it is so easy to have this because emo- like you know you it's yeah. and i know we, we talked about this uh last time we were talking about uh you know jay garrick uh being the doppelganger yeah. barry's dad and how they kind of you know do the exact opposite where it's like okay we know that this isn't his dad we're not going to have that emotional connection but i i feel with these exactly. characters it's got to be the exact opposite because it's like oh yeah 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 i, I loved i loved you know hr and now here's harry and it's they look the same so whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah well and especially with cecile and joe yes, right because yes. they are so much on the fringes of what's going on in kind of the the core super team that you know i wonder if cecile like makes you know obviously she's not doing it right now because she can mind read but you know, it'd be easy for her to accidentally call him HR at one point because, of course, she knew HR first. The oh, rest yeah. of us knew Wells first, but she knew HR first, or rather Harry. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, they they uh, they spend some time together, and she finds kind of a unique uh, talent that she did not know that her temporary mind-reading abilities are giving her, and that is the ability to hear the kind of sub-thoughts, the kind of uh, quick underthoughts before they get scrambled in Harry's brain. And she is able to help him work out you know, what the thinker's master plan is and and who knows what else they make a really good team. I think it's going to be really neat is if uh, this pair here ends up being what undoes the thinker's plan or like, you know, oh, interesting. I think that would be Ooh. very, very, very cool to see this partnership between, you know, a guy whose brain is on the fritz and a woman who can temporarily read minds. Yeah, she'll be like super pregnant. As, as, as it was declared earlier, she's super pregnant right now. <laughs> well, well, uh, and, you know, the, 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 the special thing at the end of this uh, episode that we hadn't quite talked about yet that we're going to in a little bit said 21 days from now. So how many more days are in the season? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So, so, all right, man. Yeah, you're right. We, 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 can't, we can't hold back anymore. It's time for... Speedster Speculation. Bell. Okay. So first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, oh my gosh, Bell, Bell, Bell. Yes. Okay. So you did the math. You did it right. She's talking about the season finale being the due date. That's something that we called uh, last last week. I want to say, and I'm sure everybody's been kind of expecting that one way or the other. But that that's coming. We we see this mystery girl, uh, future girl, coffee shop girl, wedding uh, girl, you know, whoever you want to, wedding girl receptionist girl, totally Don Allen girl, whatever you want to call her. 
we've seen her popping up here and there, having these kind of interesting interactions with various characters. We've seen the way that she's related to these characters. We saw the way that she first saw Barry and just had this like, you know, uh, extreme intense emotion that rea- emotional reaction when she saw him and just wanting almost kind of acting like, Oh, please, please look at me and be, be proud of me. And I'm so excited for you. And Oh my gosh, I love looking at you. And you know, this, this, this wonderful, just kind of intense emotion that occurred. We saw the way that she saw, uh, someone that looked very much like Harrison Wells as well as Killer Frost uh, together and the negative vibes that she put out towards them. We also saw her interacting with Vibe in a very positive and exciting kind of way. And now we get a chance to see her interacting with Cecile and Joe. And we also get kind of a very emotional, almost like a callback to the way that she reacted around Barry. Almost like there's this familiar uh, aspect, emotion that she is feeling towards seeing them. And yes, not only is she dropping off a gift, she's also counting down the days to the birth of this child. Now, Belle, we know this upcoming child to be a girl based on the information that we've been given thus far. We can presume very heavily that this child, this, this girl that we've got running around is from the future. And we can also presume, not even presume, we just know it because we saw it, that she is a speedster. Hashtag confirmed. She is a speedster. Belle, I believe that this episode is leading us to believe that this girl is Don West or, or the, the child of Joe and Cecile. Now that's what I think it's leading us to believe. That's not what I'm saying. I believe, but that's where I think they want us to. Yeah. Think. That's what I picked up except for there's one weird part this episode that kind of, I was like, huh? And that was when uh, Iris goes towards the door. Like you see this kind of look on Dawn's face. And we're calling her Dawn because we're like, we are, we are pretty much wholesale behind the theory that she kind of want to call her uh, uh, Danielle West. So, okay. <laughs> so that's interesting though. Right. Yeah. So th- I, I feel like those are the two competing theories. I know there's others out there. The, the, you know, the grandchild um, theory. And then also there's a, there's one out there that says that she's from an alternate earth, but, but, I mean, like, it does seem like those are the good, two strong, safe bets is that she is either Danielle West or Dawn Allen. Well, can, can I also just throw this one in there and kind of muck up the gears a little bit? All right, do it, do it, do it. So uh, as you remember, we uh, went to Earth-19 to do our farewell. We did, yeah. We saw the Accelerated Man. We did. We saw the Accelerated Man. And, and what color was his lightning again? Okay, so I'm still standing by it. If you go, when you go to Earth-19, there's like a, there's like a hue on that Earth. And so I'm saying that that's not necessarily purple. I think it's just white with kind of a a, a hue. Well, the, the Earth 19 hue. I don't know what the, the answer to your question, Bill, is I don't know, and I don't think any of. Well, what know. does it look like? It looks purple, doesn't it? Yes, it looks purple. It's it. it you, you can not, you can continue not, your Hugh Grant theory all you want. The, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hugh Grant's over there coloring lightning, whatever. Okay, sure. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is, there's purple. Like the, it's purple, right? Accelerated man stuff right. looks purple. However, however, whatever the reason why it looks purple, it doesn't matter. Just it's purple. So was Danielle West's lightning. It was purple and yellow. All right. So Don Allen. Don Allen are slash you saying, Danielle. Man. Yeah. But okay. So that's the thing though, right? So purple. Uh, let's go. Let's. All right. So throw my theory out the, the water, but I still think it, it, it holds water. Uh, but we'll throw it off the boat or whatever the right phraseology is. Let's just say that purple equals Iris and yellow equals Barry. If she got that purple and that yellow, man, that means she is their child. This is Dawn Allen. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like, why? She hadn't met Barry yet, right? She did. She met. That was the first well, person. Sorry, she met. sorry. She met I meant, Barry. I meant, uh, I meant Iris. 
So that's the thing. All right. So in this episode, there's kind of like this, this weird moment between her and Iris and Iris goes out to see what, where, where she went and she can't find her. And she's like hiding behind the corner. I think it's because that's her mom. And I think probably because of whatever happens to her mom uh, and, and probably dad as well. But I think kind of the, the mother daughter thing is just so intense and maybe she's got some sort of kind of trauma that she, she's not ready to process, or she's worried that if she sees her mom, it's going to give everything away. You know what I mean? And so like, I feel like she would be running away from that kind of extreme reaction than like seeing her sister. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. Cause I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's this whole, this whole thing. It's, it's, it feels like they're throwing us towards the Cecile Joe baby, but I, yeah, if it's, yeah. I, but see, all right, look, man, if I called it last episode about they're going to have a baby that's going to be kidnapped by Eobard Thawne and that, you know, Dawn is secretly here from the future to try to prevent Wasn't that, that my theory? Uh, no, it was my theory. And you know why I know that? Because I stole it from season three of Angel. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 had the, I had the Cobalt Blue reference in there. I know I, I mentioned that at one point, something about You did have twins. the Cobalt Blue reference. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, um, but no, man, I'm. I'm thinking this is Dawn. I, I like they they want us to believe that she is actually Joe's daughter, but I think that she's still burying and Iris's daughter. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the purple and yellow makes sense because when Iris was a speedster, she had purple and Barry is yellow, and so yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Uh, still think it would be cool to see Danielle West, but uh, yeah, it's it's and that, it's definitely I you know, and we'll see. We will see what we will see. Um, but I just, I think the components are there and I'm, I'm excited, man. Like every single time she shows up, uh, I get, I get super excited. And that actress is phenomenal, by the way. I think we mentioned this, but she was actually on black sales, uh, back in the day as a, uh, as an extremely prominent character on that show. And it's, it's not always, it's interesting because like she had this very, uh, uh, French accent, <laughs> like, like a little bit, like almost overly French, honestly. <laughs> but so like seeing her and having her speak, not with a French accent, it's easy to, to not like see her as, as her old character. Uh, but one way or the other. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. She's Don She's Don Allen. I'm, I'm still sticking with that. So are you, are you going to go Danielle? Nah, I mean, no, nah, I mean, it's the, the, the lightning color, unless for some weird reason, she's somehow related to elongated or, uh, uh, uh the accelerated man on earth 19, <laughs> which I think is it's highly improbable. Uh, I think she's just, just from seeing the lightning this episode, I think she's definitely Don Allen. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. All right. Well, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll share that next week. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback. Uh, we got uh, one in from Ross C. What did Ross have to say? All right. Uh, Ross writes, I'm liking the thinker's plan. If we see it start to work in the finale, those are going to be some serious, some eerie scenes. Also, who is the mystery girl? I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we also would like to know, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's Don Allen. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm put, I would put money on it. I would even bet the TV, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. We're not doing that again. Uh, but we also, yeah, we also got one in from Joey G. What did Joey? Hi, Bone Bell. First time writing in, but I just had to run this by you guys. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, that's good. Uh, so I believe that Harry frying his brain is how Team Flash will beat the thinker. Harry has begun using his thinking cap to increase his intellect and fries his brain with overexposure to dark matter, uh, which is now causing him to lose his smarts. I think Team Flash will come to this realization in the same room Savitar said they came up with the mental inhibitor that helped defeat DeVoe. Mm. Somehow they repurpose mm. Harry's thinking cap to allow large intake mm. of dark matter. 
This is how the mental inhibitor 2.0 or 3.0. Sure, they need some way to actually get it on the thinker's head. Um, If the enlightenment is a second particle accelerator explosion, then that's one way to get the excess amount of dark energy or dark matter. Here's the breakdown. Put the inhibitor on DeVoe. Boom goes the accelerator. OMG science. The thinker is now dethinkered. Uh, the theory is 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 by far not foolproof, but it's an idea I got while listening to your latest episode. Hope you guys can give me your thoughts. Thanks for all the great times, Joey G. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. I uh, yeah, I, I like that man. Yeah, that that would be really neat to see if they if they actually put Harry's thinking cap on the thinker and make the thinker dumb. <laughs> I, I still go back to the idea that at some point we'll see Barry in a thinking cap, and so perhaps instead of putting it on him, it'll be more of like Barry. I, I don't know. I, middle, mint, hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But that's that's a good point. They very could easily put an anti-cap on him, and that would make some sense. Uh, we also, on Twitter, uh, Christy tweets in. She said, uh, did it seem like Merlise gave in to DeVoe's plan way too easily? It seemed like such an extreme reaction to an attack on her camp. Um, you know, I thought that, but at the same time, like, that's a pretty traumatic experience, and, you know, one thing, one thing that's true about trauma is that it kind of impacts different people different ways. Yeah, I mean, like, look at Batman. <laughs> right, right. Like, not everybody who loses their parents at a young age like goes around wearing a bat suit. Yeah. Uh, or, or I don't know if you want to blame the bats, but one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon, Brandon the Mandan says, uh, and coffee, coffee girl is a speedster. Parentheses. Notice the yellow and purple lightning. Also, uh, the act, the acting was on point. The subtleties from the actors playing Thinker, Valdez, emotional responses, and my goodness, Marley's Coffee Girl's reaction to Iris is super cryptic. I'm going to be a speedster speculation gold. Yes, it was. I miss being this excited about The Flash. I know, yeah. right? Like this, this, this really, this has been a very interesting season, man. Like when, when it's off, it's really <laughs> off. But when it is on, it is like super on. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> It's been good, though. Uh, also, Natalie tweets in. She says, uh, so just watched the latest episode. Love it. Mystery Girl has purple lightning like Iris and the Accelerated Man. And she's also she also has yellow lightning like Barry. Any significance? You know, I think that the, you know, the the easy, the initial get is kind of what we mentioned, right? Iris and, and, and like you mentioned, Natalie, uh, you know, Iris and Barry, kind of the combination of the two, perhaps the visual nod that she's there. Now, I do... You know, the, the whole concept that we've been toying around with, perhaps purple means borrowed speed force. Um, this idea that she might be able to tap into that. Uh, you know, we talked about borrowed even being more about family. And so kind of a connection, a biological connection to a speedster as opposed to a um, like a, you know, a lightning connection to a speedster. Um, I, I like the idea that it's kind of a combination of the two. Um, you know, if, if you even want to get deeper, if the idea is that the yellow lightning is in some way Barry, and I know that whenever I say the lightning is Barry, we get emails, we get comments saying like, no, he created the lightning, he isn't the lightning, or, you know, this, this, there's a lot of different schools of thought on this. But I do like the idea that if purple means that a speedster is accessing the speed force and is not necessarily like, you know, a natural speedster in the sense that the lightning wasn't struck, but from a biological standpoint or is being offered through um, through transfer or something like that. And the speed force as Barry is accepting of that person. And on top of it, she's also running with the actual speed force. The idea that she's you know actively running with her father or something like that might be kind of a, a cool visual nod. Now that might be a little bit too high concept. I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I'm reaching there, but you know, I don't know. As a dad, I, I, I kind of like that idea. Uh, 
And then we also uh, all in uh, all in favor for season five reverse flash storyline retweet. So I'm retweeting that one right there, Shannon. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I think uh, great, great thoughts on Twitter. Thanks y'all so much for tweeting those in and, you know, be sure while you're live tweeting the show, we'd love to get those in as well. We also had an iTunes review that came in as well from De- debris, debris flash. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> what is that? What did what Dubris say? Uh, the speed force of all podcasts. The speed force is a force to be reckoned with, and so is Flash TV Talk. I just recently found this podcast at the beginning of season four, and I am so happy I did. These guys break down the episode and explain everything so well, and they make it fun. They are organized and interact with their listeners, which is awesome, and make watching the episodes even more enjoyable. The best part of this podcast is how well they explain everything in the episodes and help make sense of some of the confusing parts with their speculations. Uh, are great. Keep it up, guys. Thank you very much. And hey, we love getting those iTunes reviews in. We're just three away from 200. So help us get there. Uh, head over to iTunes, write us a review. Whenever we get a multiple of 10, we give away a free digital comic. It would be really awesome to give one away next week. Y'all make it happen. Head over to iTunes, write us those reviews. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk or on our personal accounts. I'm at the Real Bo York and Bell is at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome music. You can hear the rest of his stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Be sure to check out the DC TV Talk Network, of which we are happy to be a member of. However, of course, the website is down because stupid hackers. <laughs> we'll still be working on that in the uh, the coming days here. Uh, and by the way, I know this is a little bit of a, a shorter episode. Part of that is because we got uh, a Infinity War review coming your way for those of you who watched that movie. And by the way, if you are such a DC, you know, DC fanboy or girl that that you refuse to see Infinity War, get over yourself. Go see that movie. <laughs> like it's really good. And, I know. Uh, and, you know, go. You know, go. Just, just, just see it. Enjoy it. It's not a, it's not a competition. Just enjoy it. And then you got a, a nice uh, Infinity uh, War review coming your way as well. So, uh, look for that uh, from the good folks that panel the screen talking about me and Val. And that's gonna do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.
Check one, two, check. Okay, good deal. Checkity check, check to check, check, check to the wreck. Now let's begin. Czechoslovakia.